Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Explain This. I'm with the star of the show, Robin Riddle. Robin, how's it going? Doing great. How about you? I'm doing wonderful. I I, I got the initials of our topic of the day, <laughs> and uh, and I have no idea what it stands for. Um, well, that's what I'm here for. The initials are EBV. <laughs> um, what is this? So EBV stands for Epstein-Barr virus. Okay. This is the virus that causes mono. Okay. Infectious mononucleosis, kissing yes. disease. Most yes. people think of it like high school, early college. Um, so most people are actually exposed to EBV at some point in their life. Okay. Actually, according to the NIH, about 90% of adults will test positive for this virus. So we're all having, we, we all, all have, the have virus. had it at okay. some point, whether we had symptoms or not, um, you know, that varies, but 90% of the population, if you actually test them, they will test positive for this virus. Um, so acute infections of EBV, Epstein-Barr virus, again, that's mono. So these are going to be symptoms like fatigue, fever, sore throat, swollen lymph nodes, enlarged spleen, enlarged liver, can be a rash on the skin. Again, typically this is the thing that people think about like in high school, um, you know, kids had to sit out of sports for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Some kids stay out of school for a couple of months with the fatigue that can come along with this. So is it mono if you're an adolescent and then Epstein-Barr as an adult, or are they the same thing? It's the same thing. So okay. technically adults can get mono as well. It's just not as common. They've typically already been exposed okay. at that point. Got yeah. it. So we tend to refer to mono as the acute onset. Okay. But it is caused by the Epstein-Barr virus. Okay. So it's highly contagious in a primary infection, um, can be spread even prior to actually having symptoms. Um, so you actually start shedding that virus before you ever know that you have it. Ah, oh, okay. Which is typical with a lot of viruses, unfortunately. That's why they spread so easily. <laughs> um, but the interesting thing about Epstein-Barr virus, it's actually in the herpes family. So it being viral, it never actually goes away. Okay. So you will always have this virus laying dormant in your body. Even once symptoms are gone, the virus is still there hmm. and it will always be there. So that's why I say 90% of adults can test positive for this. They've been exposed at some point, the virus is in their body, they've got it. And that's nothing to be concerned about? That is something to be concerned <laughs> about. <laughs> um, so there's not anything we can do to make the virus go away. It's there. Um, but knowing that we have it, it can be important if we start having recurrent symptoms. So again, primary infection typically refer to it as mono, but you can have an EBV, Epstein-Barr virus reactivation, meaning we can start making that virus again. We can develop a viral load from it and we can start to have some symptoms from it. Hmm. And this is something that goes very unrecognized by the medical community because symptoms are very vague often, chronic fatigue being number one. Uh, and so, you know, I, I always tend to think of women with this one, especially um, in the medical community, it tends to be a lot harder for women to get a diagnosis because we're told like, yeah, yeah. you know, you're a mom, it's normal to be tired, you're right. always busy, you know, whatever. And so this just gets ignored quite often. Oh, I can see that. Um, yeah. But an Epstein-Barr reactivation is very real and it can cause some very significant life impacting symptoms if we don't know that it's there and if we don't know how to get it back under control. So lots of different things can trigger a reactivation, stress being number one, because the immune system is weakened at that point. Anything else that weakens the immune system, so acute illness, anything like that, um, even hormonal changes, like as women transition through menopause can trigger an Epstein-Barr reactivation. 
And, but the symptoms of the reactivation are different typically from fatigue. the menopausal symptoms uh not always okay yeah and so that's where it can get complicated as well because okay. going through menopause maybe you don't sleep as well so you feel tired too and then you're just told that hey this is normal for exactly someone going through menopause yeah exactly huh. okay so it's important to know that this is a possibility and to know how to look for it mm. because again the symptoms are not the same as an acute infection a lot of people don't end up having a fever with it or the sore throat or anything that would make you think oh that could be mono right again fatigue is one of the biggest things that we see with this um, but again this can trigger other it can trigger autoimmune disorders worse than autoimmune disorders there's just a lot that can go along with it that's not great for the body right Right. So the most important thing with this is you have to know how to test for it. If you're not doing the right blood work, you're not getting the right answers. So there's four different antibodies that we are looking for with this. We are looking at EBV, VCA, IgM. Viral, that's, that's the name of it. <laughs> so EBV standing for Epstein-Barr virus, VCA, viral capsid antigen, IgM. Okay. So IgM is something that we look for in, in acute infections. Um, these are like this, the frontline soldiers that are going in. Any, okay. any sort of IgM reaction is the frontline soldier reaction. Uh, and so if the EBV VCA IgM is present, that tells us this is probably a more recent infection with Epstein-Barr. EBV VCA IgG. This is a long-term positive. If you've ever been exposed to this virus, this is going to be positive. So that's the one that 90% of us yes. have. If you ran okay. that on just about anybody, they're probably going to test positive. So that VCA IgG being positive does not mean that we're reactivated. Right. It just means you've had it at some point. Right. The um, EBNA IgG is another long-term that we will look at. It's typically positive always as so well. So you might it's have both of those. Antigen. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, the big one that's important for EBV reactivation is the EBV EA, early antigen, IgG. If this is positive, if early antigen is positive, that tells me that we have reactivated and we're producing, this virus is replicating again. So you can have that one plus the other two. Yes. And you've got, you've got, it's been reactivated. Yes. Okay. So what I, and this is the one that I see missed quite often. Mm. <clears throat> People will say, oh, you know, test me for Epstein-Barr and their doctor will just run two or three right. and they'll leave out that early antigen and people will think like oh well i've got it or these numbers are crazier what does this mean without that early antigen we don't know if this is a reactivation or not okay okay man so, that's so important it's super important and so like even me a, a novice i'm like it'd be easy to miss yeah yeah my goodness and most of the panels like if you go on quest and do like an ebv panel it's not on there so it's not on like a normal EB, ebv panel mm -hmm. no you got to know to put it on there okay yeah um and so once we know that we have a reactivation then we we know we're kind of in for the long haul on this it's not something that's going to go away really quick but we at least have an answer and then we know how to start addressing it um, so there, I have a whole treatment regimen for Epstein-Barr reactivation, but the basics of it is a whole lot of supplements that are intended to help boost the immune system. And then we have some other supplements that are intended to help cut down that viral load. Is your immune system, when you have this reactivation, is it already suppressed? So like, Typically, are you more yeah. likely to get like 
colds and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. For this to, to come back up, typically the immune system's already down. Okay. Um, and so you can get sick quite often while this is going on and just think that you're always sick because of that. Okay. Um, so lots of immune boosting supplements, things like vitamin C, vitamin D we're using in pretty high doses. Um, certain things like NAC, zinc, ALA, which is alpha lipoic acid, CoQ10, those that I'll use in short term with more intensive dosing, and then we'll kind of scale it back for the long-term dosing. And then things like um, olive leaf oil or monolaurin mm. is kind of like our antiviral supplements that are intended to help really bring down that viral load a lot faster. Okay. And so again, we go through a more intensive regimen of dosing for a few weeks and then we scale it back from there. Okay. And then lifestyle changes are super important as well. Like you have to take care of yourself when this is going on. We've got to lower those stress levels. We've got to rest better. We've got to eat better. Do you recommend, because uh, I know you're such a big proponent of exercise, uh, if you find somebody with a reactivation, are you telling them to kind of, you know, let's, let's maybe stay like rest or yeah, are you, you think getting in the gym's healthy? Tone it down at least. Okay. Um, <clears throat> with exercise in general, doesn't matter what's going on. If exercise completely wipes you out every time you do it, something's not right yeah. and we don't need to keep pushing it. Yeah. And so typically with an EBV reactivation and pe people will be like, oh yeah, you know, I go to the gym and I feel okay while I'm there and then I have to come home and take a three hour nap. Yeah. It's not okay. Yes. We don't need to be pushing the body to that extent. So exercise is okay, but in what the body's able to handle. Okay. So it may just be going for an easy walk instead of really going and pushing it that day. Okay. Um, and then there's an awesome book that I really like, and I have all of my EBV patients, um, I recommend that they read it. It's called The Epstein-Barr Virus Solution by Dr. Cassia Kynes. Okay. Um, it's a big, long book, like 600 pages. Uh, but if you can make it through it, it gives you the whole plan in detail of how to reverse your EBV reactivation. Uh, what we'll do, guys, is we'll link that book uh, in the bottom uh, of the description here so you guys can quickly find that. Uh, real quick, Robin, when you say long haul, like what is long haul? Is that 90 days? It's different for everybody. Okay. And it depends on how good you are at doing all the things you're supposed to be doing. Okay. So, you know, we could get things under a little bit better control in a month or two, or we could be six months if you're still eating junk and not resting. Okay. Um, so it depends on uh, every, every person is um, different. Got it. Yeah. Man, that is, I had no idea that yeah. about EBV. Yeah. So if you're having issues with chronic fatigue, mm. feeling run down, getting sick really easily, and nobody's finding any answers, this is definitely something to, to take to your doctor or come into a provider that knows what they're doing with it and asks for the, ask for these tests. Yeah. See if this is something that's contributing. That's the big thing right there. It seems based on what you said is like, get the right testing, get the right testing. Yeah. Robin, thank you for explaining EBV. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try this Epstein-Barr virus. Well done. There we go. <laughs> Guys, y'all name it. We explain it. Uh, book is linked down below if you want to check that out. Uh, if you need to share this with a friend, please do. Uh, we will see you guys next time. Don't go away. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, please share the podcast with your friends. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. Uh, we will see you guys next time.